everybody that's black Yo, 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 look, look Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black Smack bouncy racks on handmade new rags Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black That's everybody from sports to college class to rap Yeah, yeah What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Year Sports Show. It is your boy, Big Baby, aka the Solo R&B. To my right, we have BK Matt, and to my further right, we have the Queen Queen Tay. Sorry, yeah, bro, we somber like a motherfucker today. Ain't we? <laughs> it's also I yeah, know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, had to change the overlay up a little bit. Let people know we serious. <laughs> facts, facts. But um, yeah, welcome back to another episode of the Year Sports Show. Um, as you probably got, as you guys probably saw in the beginning, um, again before we get into anything, we lost uh Chadwick Boseman last night to his um battle with cancer that a lot of us didn't even know he was going through. Um, all of us. All of us That's definitely it. didn't know. Um, so, um, rest in peace to him. Our condolences um, on behalf of the Java Tates Network and the Year Sports Show go to him and his family. Um, our condolences go out to Cliff Robinson's family. We just found out this morning. We just found out this morning that Cliff Robinson passed away, which is mind blowing. <laughs> like, and. Um, like I said, one of one of the NBA greats who, who, you know, not many people, if you don't really know too much basketball, you won't know who Cliff Robinson is. But um, bro was a dog out. In, bro was a dog for the Rip City Blazers, for sure. So um, definitely um, rest in peace to him um, and condolences to his family. Um, and on a happier note, um, Happy birthday to one half of the world's greatest tag team, um, Shantice. Stop calling, Stop calling them that. Stop calling them that. <laughs> they are. They are. Happy birthday, Shantice. And team Matt, team Shantae. Happy birthday, Shantice. Yeah. I think Shantice wants you to sing for her. For I'm her birthday, Matt. It's not happening. <laughs> you have to. It's not happening. You, you have to hang that up. You have to sing. Up. You have to sing. You have to take your your do rag off and show your your braids, your dreads. You no. gotta go. You gotta go full performer mode. I'm good. What's good, Quest? What's, What's up, good? Quest? Um, Thank you for coming on after the year last week too. By, by the way, yes, yeah, definitely, good, definitely, definitely. That was fun. That was fun. Um, let's jump right into it. So. Um, we're going to start with a little bit of sports, but, um, Dame Lillard is done for the playoffs, y'all. <laughs> um, it's going to basically be a cakewalk from here for the Lakers for the next game, but. Some uh, bullshit. That's what it is. Some bullshit. It's luck. Dame, Dame is done. <laughs> Dame luck. is definitely done for the, um, the playoffs, which is insane, but. Um, <laughs> Quest said we made him invest into a little stream setup. Yeah, shout out to you. Get to a tripod like Dre got. Dre yeah. got like nine different tripods. Him only got on only got two. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, how do you think um everything's gonna turn out? 
for the well, we 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 kind of know how everything's gonna turn out, but um, the Blazers, how, just how they did in this bubble, and you know we're, we're pretty much writing them off, but you know yeah, you can't you can never write off Mellow though, right? You can't. I'm writing them off. That there's another that is true. I ain't even gonna get hope. I like don't get me wrong. I like CJ McCollum. I like. I like um Nurkis, even though Nurkis kind of disappointed me a good portion, like from game two, three. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the same energy or the, like he had for game one, it, it evaporated quickly. Uh mm-hmm. Anthony Davis and 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 JaVel McGee and all of them, they were beating his ass mm-hmm. and it showed. And that weighed a lot on him, clearly, because he was underperforming as far as offensively. Um mm-hmm. Look, it, 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 look, I said six games, and clearly this is going to be done in five. And um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, dis- I'm more disappointed because I thought it would be a lot more entertaining and a lot more competitive than than it actually turned out being. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what can you do, man? Like Melo still somewhat played like Melo. I mean, he had twenty and he had twenty the other night. I mean, granted, but I just hope. After this this bubble game, after this bubble thing, that Melo gets another chance, and Dame Lillard gets the respect that he deserves. So okay. I mean that's that's that's, that's that's pretty much all that it was when it come when it came down to us talking about the Trailblazers. It, it's more or less Melo deserves more respect than what he's been getting, and he needs another shot at it, especially to get another ring. Hopefully he might get that shot. Hopefully he resigns with the Trailblazers. Honestly. But um, Dame is a problem. He's been a problem. I've been saying he's been a problem for fucking years. You saw it firsthand in the bubble. Put some more respect on that man name. Yep, yep, I agree. That's, just, I that's agree. all I'm saying. Put some more respect on that man name. Ow. <laughs> hey, hey, Shawan, how are you? So, um, I hope all is well. Yeah, so um, the playoffs will be coming back, but we'll bring up the playoffs back in a um, little moment. Um, Roman Reigns, <laughs> yo, about fucking um, time, about fucking time. I mean, Roman Reigns, really? I mean, I think this was the perfect time to pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. I think that he had gotten at least five years under his belt, is trying to be the resident superhero. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's time for them to kind of take an alternate route with him. You know? Um, We can't definitely say that he's a heel. Right. We just know that the pairing with um, Paul Heyman is something that's going to be amazing for him during this part, during this run. And I'm excited to see how this goes. Um, I don't know necessarily how it looks on a SmackDown roster because a lot of their main guys are, are bad guys. Yeah. That's that's one of the things too about that. Um yeah, because Braun is a bad guy now. Mm-hmm. Like the Fiend is Fiend is anti hero, so you, like you whatever. don't know whatever the main they, unless that unless that's gonna be the big E thing. Which they're probably build which they're building to. So to probably build to so to kind of fucking right, like I think the ha- biggest face that they got is Jeff Hardy. Is it? 
Yeah, and you know, I don't think that. Um, I, I was said, like, look. What can I say, bro? No, say nothing when it comes yeah. to that. Bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm really I would like to see it on Raw. Him and Drew. That would have been good. Uh, yeah. That would have been good, but. Can I just say that I'm 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 extra excited that there's not going to be a Drew McIntyre match on Sunday. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just saying, like I'm looking forward to seeing, um, yeah. Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. I'm 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 ecstatic I'm about not. it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going over there. I think I, even though I think that Randy is doing such, you know, when you talk about somebody who is underrated, mm-hmm. he needs to be. There's some, there needs to be some respect on his name because I Ooh. think he's the last one standing from that. We're not going to do that disrespect to Jeff Hardy today. Um, we're not going to... When you talk about the Cena's, the Brock's, the Batista's, mm-hmm. Randy came up in that same class. He's the only one still standing and still standing consistently. And I was saying Randy was better than all of them. Except for John Cena. Probably. He said far. But you know the thing is, I think that he should have spent his whole career as a a bad guy. The entire career, right? His entire yeah. career. He's not good to me. Uh, I mean, he's still great, but I feel like his personality shines through a lot more when he's evil. Hold up. So you don't think when he first was a face, like when he first left Evolution, he wasn't like you know you wasn't behind him because I ain't gonna hold you. I was in the crowd. Yeah, going the whole, I was. I yeah. was behind him. Don't get me wrong. I was behind him. Mind you, I really wasn't watching at that time. But okay. I, he has a to me his voice, his vernacular, the things that he says. It says, "Oh, bad guy." Yeah, and that's kind of true too. And my Triple H. Yeah, but Triple it's H did a good job as a as a good guy too. That feud that he had with Orton leading up at the WrestleMania 25, mm-hmm. when you know Orton mm. had his whole family, you it's like as a I guess for you guys as a man, you want him to go and defend his family. You get what I'm saying? So I don't see the same with Triple H, but I think Randy Orton needs some more respect put on his name because for 17, 18 years. He's uh, apart from injury. Mm-hmm. He's been somebody that the, the industry, somebody that the industry can rely on to put on those great matches and tell those great stories. And that's kind of what's missing. Yeah. As far as, as far as like I said, as far as that class in ring work, there's nobody touching him. John Cena is just more successful as as, as financial standings and and being mainstream. But Randy I, Orton is the bar when it comes to wrestling. He used to be more aerial, but I guess injuries weighed him down. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that he's done and how he's been able to reinvent himself so many times, you know what I'm saying, and have his character still be relevant. You know, I think that it goes to say that he needs his flowers while he's still around. He's still young. He's just 40. Yeah, that's true, too. He's amazing, I know, and I like I like the feud with him and Kofi when Kofi was champion too. It was kind of dope because it was that like story. It, it was like a resurface. So uh, it was like a resurface rehash from you know the first time you know Kofi mm-hmm. was getting that push. So and yeah, Randy, I mean, Randy Orton brings out the best. You know they don't really talk about him. He brings out the best in a, in almost everyone he's worked with. 
and yeah. he, he's grown with us in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. He's a pure, like you know, he's a third, third generation superstar. I think he's the youngest world heavyweight champion. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, these are things that we can't sneeze at when it comes to Randy. Yeah, I definitely, I, I agree with everything you guys said. Honestly, and I he's agree with the it. Best work. Yeah, he's a goat. Yeah. Sadiq says Randy has been still only person to reinvent and applies to Jericho. It's I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. But I'm not. I, I, but we we can have a whole episode on on that too. But yeah, uh, he's thinking about the pointing and the legend killer shit. But no, yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah no, go ahead. It's fine. I got it. So August twenty sixth, uh, one of the biggest dates in history. The hit, one of the biggest dates in the history of sports. Um, all major U.S. sports decided to boycott their games that day. Um, MLB, hockey, baseball—I mean, I said baseball. MLB, um, basketball, um, hockey, WNBA—all all decided to boycott their games due to um, the brutal shooting of Jacob Blake. For those who don't know. Um, Jacob Blake is a young black man who, uh, with children and a family, who was breaking up a fight between uh, two young women. And when the police came, um, he was going to the car to check his kids, check for um, check on his kids, and the police shot him in his back seven times. This happens too much, where unarmed black men are just getting shot by the damn police. And I know what people are going to say or, or what Ben saying or like stupid people like Brian Erlacher or he had a knife and he did this that, and a third. Well, they didn't know that when, when they shot him. Right. They didn't know that when they shot him. They didn't know that when they shot him. And I think Brian Erlacher is tripping and I think he needs to sit down. All the way down. Oh, did, they, did they shoot the white dude that was like walking past the cops shooting that fucking stand, like protesters? Did they shoot no. him? Fuck out no. of here. Fuck with Brown, man. No. No. Absolutely not. Nope. They definitely didn't. Hey, they most certainly didn't. They just let him mosey on by. Um, I don't even think we're going to be able to have like the moment, like the clarity to like be like PC about a lot of this shit because no. it's a nerve. It's a real be, nerve. It's not, it's, it's not about being politically correct, right? Mm-hmm. It's about we don't need when people go low, mm-hmm. we don't need to go lower. Right. We could be real without mm-hmm. being offensive. For sure. It's like I always say about myself, I'm not always right, but I'm always real. Right. That's it's true. It's true. Like that's the that's the only way to really put it. Like we don't we're not gonna be offensive or disrespectful to anybody, but we're gonna tell the truth and tell it how it is. Yeah, like, it's far from our like, purview. Because yeah. everybody sees it from our purview and that's what the problem is. Right. And it's just it, it, it doesn't make sense why this 
keeps happening and what's not making even more sense. Well, actually, before we get into that, how do you guys feel about um, the players on in these sports walking out? I'm going to start with you, Tay. I think that it's really powerful mm-hmm. because when you're a public figure, right, mm-hmm. you have a couple of options as to how to stand up for equality and how to stand against brutality. And one of them mm-hmm. is using your platform to try to enact change the best way that you could. You right. get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that after George Floyd, right? Yeah. There was no way that these sport people, that these sports um, athletes could have heard about this and let it slide. Right. I think that it's a show of unity because it happens across all, it happens across all major league sports. Mm -hmm. I think that is really important. And I think that athletes are doing what Mm -hmm. politicians are not. Right. And what we appoint politicians to do. Right. I agree. Matt, your thoughts? Um, all right. I'm gonna start with the I'm gonna start with the with the narrative of what I've been hearing a good portion of this week when the first announced that everybody was, you know, taking the stand and they was gonna boycott the games. They're athletes. Um, what is not playing going to do? as far as creating change. I'm going to start with that. Mm-hmm. You're right. They're athletes. They're public figures. They mm-hmm. inspire kids. They inspire a generation of people to take a stand in things that they believe in. So that's what boycotting games does for public change. Mm-hmm. All right. Granted, they decided that they were going to resume the playoffs and they were going to play. Mm-hmm. I get it. it. It is quick, but at the end of the day, it served its purpose. All right. But you see why they, they went back so quick, right? I know why they went back so quick. Yeah. I understand it. Right. But well, it, it, it takes like. It, it, I think we had this conversation like not too long ago when we was talking about Steven Jackson and Kyrie Irving, right? And um, Steven Jackson was more or less on the fact of he thinks that we shouldn't play because mm-hmm. it takes it takes eyes away from the movement. There's no bigger setting and platform right now than the NBA playoffs. And the fact that they said, For Jacob Blake to get shot seven times in front of his kids, they said, fuck this. When are we going to matter? I'm not playing. Right. Basketball is way bigger than basketball right now. It's bigger than the NBA playoffs. It's been bigger than everything that we got going on right now. And it will always be. Yep. So um, one of the questions, um, well, say I want you to answer this, Tay, because um, Shay asked this. Yeah, well, they uh, went back quick because there was a plan and put in place where most of the NBA owners in major market cities allowed for their um, stadiums and 
like Madison Square Garden, Barclays Center to be used as polling places for the upcoming elections because one of the, the biggest issues that came out of this was the voting suppression issue that people feel like, you know, their votes are going to be suppressed for this election. You see what's going on with the USPS. You know, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's see, let's look at the fixes in. You get what I'm saying? The city mm-hmm. is trying to be in. So they're like, if we don't give these people their absentee ballots or a place to vote, they're not going to vote. So what made like players like LeBron and, and the major the major players feel comfortable was that they opened, they're going to open up like Barclays Center, like um, Madison Square Garden as polling places for people who right. don't have a place to vote. So I think that that was the bargaining chip as to why they went back so quickly. Mm-hmm. Let me answer Sadiq thing, but in one day they decided to play again. It was it took longer than one day. It took it took two days of meetings. They had meetings amongst themselves. They had meetings with the NBA owners. They have had meetings with the um with all the the top wigs. And again, it's bigger than just the players talking to the owners. These owners have political ties. Yes, and political power. So this is what this is what I'm saying. Y'all, y'all got to think beyond just oh they stop playing and they decide to play two three days. They no, a lot of shit happens that they won't put out in in media. Right. Why? Because yeah, they they got, control the narrative. You have right. to understand that. And we always so, say this. Mm-hmm. We always I say mean, this. Because shout now, out to Giannis and all of them for for, yeah. for stepping up and doing what they did. Because now all of a sudden, let me tell you something too. Let me tell you how to fix this in in, in real talk. There's been shootings in Brooklyn and New York City for years, right? Mm-hmm. Now, because of the, the narrative about the fun police and police brutality, why all of a sudden now we're seeing in these lower income areas that there's more reports of shootings and killings? This has happened for years. You know what I'm saying? But now the media wants us to believe that because we want or some people want to defund the police that we need mm-hmm. the police now more than ever. They're right. leaking stories to the press to make the the circumstances look worse than they really are. Mm-hmm. So don't believe the hype. And then now yep. it took a lot of power. It shows you the power that the athletes had because they, they came up with a solution in less than 48 hours. That's the power of using your voice as a celebrity. That's the power. They could enact change more than I could for where I stand. I can only, I can only talk. Sure. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't have access to a billionaire, you know, team owner on my speed dial. Right. They're doing what they I feel like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Black, white, Spanish, indifferent, whoever supports this movement. Again, it's y'all right. saying hurt y'all saying hurt their pockets. They did. Imagine what two days of six games not being played cost TNT and ESPN and ABC. In the NBA, in the NFL, and the Major League Baseballers, the National Hockey League, the the Women's National Basketball Association, you got to think about all these sports that did not play for the last forty eight hours, and some that are not playing till this very day. So right. you have to understand, it's bigger than, than basketball. Sports. And it's the thing not is, just basketball is bigger than it's sports. Sport. And look at it too. Now there's no there's no fans in the stands. Where are they mm-hmm. getting all that revenue and money from? They're depending on people watching the sports that's on TV. It's advertising dollars. So mm-hmm. it's, it's hurting their pockets more than it's hurting the players' pockets. It's hurting mm-hmm. the networks. It's hurting the league. Because you have to pay way more for ads now. 
because they are, they're operating under the assumption that they're having more people's eyes on it because people are not in the stands. This so is true. At the end of the day, if you if you're getting and going to Sadiq's point, if you're getting progress, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you still hold out? Right now, it's like okay, we did this. You did this. Now, in the event that you're not holding up your end of the bargain, we can sit the fuck down again. Mm-hmm. So you have to play chess with these people. And if you don't see that, then you're going to be angry this whole the rest of this podcast. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's go through some of the comments here. Uh, They're all saying the same thing. You got to hit their pockets, and that's pretty much what they did. Again, TNT, ABC, ESPN, NBA, all mm-hmm. these leagues are relying on them playing. Just two days of them not having any content to be put out there hurt mm-hmm. their pockets more oh, ways yeah. than none. Y'all have to understand that. Yeah, it will hurt them in the long run if we held out more games and more days. Granted, there's mm-hmm. other there's other organizations that are not in. Oh, he's talking about he's talking about black. He, right, support black. You got to support black organizations and black companies and black products. I understand exactly what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with you. Too. Right. Because, because let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. We know that the fix is in the systemic racism. Right. We as a people need to treat each other better too. We have to give ourselves something to look forward to. We have to treat her the way we want. Why do we want white people to treat us in a way that we won't treat each other? Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Yeah, I want to support black businesses. Yes, I want to support my people. Yes, I do everything that I can on a daily basis to uplift my people and all people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, the it starts from that broken generational curses that we have to break. It's generational yeah. curses that keep us the way we are. The crabs in the barrel mentality that we perpetuate generation after generation after generation. That's a problem too. The fix is in. We know this. But why are we still falling for the same traps? Yeah, we got to hit them. Yeah, we have to, to hit them in their pockets where it hurts. Yeah, we know that we're influential people. Yes, we know we drive culture. Yes, we know we drive this. You know what I'm saying? But they had to have a leverage. Look, you give us this, we'll play again. But if this happens again, look look what we could do. Period. But we have to stick together. We have to create our own wealth. We have to create our own streams. We can't kill, continue to kick black people when they're down either. And then when we see our athletes who, who are standing up for the cause, we have to support them. We have to support them. This is 100% fact. This is what, you know, Kaepernick did this four years ago. And we shitting on A lot of people shitting on, on him. And now everybody's like, oh, he was right? Now? Four years later? Come on, man. The fix is in. We can't stick together. It's it's a mentality like that, Sadiq, why we are where we are. It's the mentality like that. Someone will always try to get over. That's not the truth. That goes for all races because somebody in the comment just said, I didn't catch his name, that he's been treated by trash by his own too. 
people are shitty. Let's be yeah. real. It's, it's not just all oh, you, you say black people cannot stick together. It's it's a human race thing. It's it's more it's than just black thing. people. But it's we like, but the thing is we are we face the most detriment for it because we're we're in a country that's not ours. You know, when I see a young black woman, a young black man trying to come up in this game, or even a young white person, you know, who who feel that they want to to help with the cause, I'm all for it. But it starts with we got to get our communities to vote. We got to support our businesses. We got to see you see what Jacob what, um, what Blake did. He got shot for it. He broke up a fight between two women. I break up fights all the time. That's nothing you do say. That shit is aggravating. That's not a way to live, bro. Like nothing you can do, nothing you do is safe. You can't go to the corner store and get Skittles. Can't you can't you can't just sleep in your own room? I think that police need community relations training. Period. They are put, and we talked about this before. These are guys with no urban experience put in the worst areas after waiting maybe four or five years to join the police force, only getting training for six to nine months. I live in Brownsville, sweetheart. So don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. We know all this. Okay. We know the history. We, we need to act. The test is now. We need to continue to act. I'm, it's not saying that. For it's the, nothing I'm wrong sorry. with learning. It's nothing wrong pe- with learning. For the people who are um, listening and not um, I'm sorry. watching. I no, just, you're good. You're good. For I the hate people who listen- the comments when I'm get, making a point because when I'm making a point and I see the comments, it takes me off of what I'm trying to say. Yes. My bad about that. I just wanted to get to this one. In order to, uh, Audrey um, Alden said, and shout out to him, in order to get a greater understanding of the systematic racism that has existed, we must educate ourselves. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna suggest a good read by um, The Color of Law by that. Dr. Richardson Rods, um, Rodstein, I believe. It paints a vivid picture of how residential segregation screwed black folks out of wealth for years in terms of housing and economic opportunities. Of course so for, it has. For, for Red, those, redlining redlining yeah. existed for decades. That's how Detroit was, was, was devastated. And it happens in every major city. Every major city is built the same. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Where the poorest of the poor, which is quote-unquote the black, always mm-hmm. live to the east of the city center. Where do we all live? We live east from Manhattan. Why? Mm. Systemic racism. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a little bit more on the, um, you know, the sports side of it. Um, what is this? Aaron Boone, um, former Yankee great manager of the current set of Yankees that we have. Um, he was on um, the podium after um, the game with the Mets yesterday. And um, I mean, well, before the game with the Mets, I believe that's today, but he was on the podium um, and he was speaking about everything that's going on. And um, 
for those who don't know, Aaron Boone and his wife adopted two black children. So uh, when he was asked about everything that was going on, Aaron Boone broke down and started crying on the um, on the podium. So as a um, for him as a white man to to watch the things that's going on and knowing that he has kids coming up that are African American and that could be going through the same things he's going through. I mean, not him, but the same things, you know, most of us are going through. It's just, you know, it, it it's heartfelt. It, it, it's sad to see that our kids coming up could possibly still be going through the things that we went through, that our parents went through, that our grandparents went through. Not just not too long ago. Um, it's a lot. But then we have um, people like Stephen A. Smith who have been tap dancing around a lot of topics. Um, Tay, please get on um, what exactly Stephen A. has been saying so so far. Yeah, so what happened was when the players had the meeting about the the situation and trying to go into their walkouts, um, LeBron, they said, went on a 15-minute rant about – you know, mm-hmm. why they shouldn't play. They should cancel the whole season and how he supports Giannis. And after that meeting, instead of talking about the change that came out of that meeting, you know, mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith got on Twitter mm-hmm. you know, and, and was talking about how, you know, the younger players got turned off by what LeBron was saying because LeBron said that he's looking out for the players that are beneath him. Hold on, what? Yeah. But I don't think that it came out the way he intended it for it to come out. When he right. said players under him, he meant under him, not beneath him. Right. Get, the player the players coming up. The players coming up beneath his rate. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like Trey Young, the Trey Young was yeah, all yeah, the young guys, yeah. But you know, let's be real. Ninety percent, ninety five percent of the league is beneath LeBron as far as skills are concerned. So boom. But secondly, I'm just being real. Yeah we go with this. <laughs> continue on, continue on, yeah, continue on. Ahead. But at the end of the day, instead of talking about the progress, the first thing Stephen A. Smith, one of the well-known black media personalities, he talks about the bitchy gossip mm-hmm. and not about the point at hand. That type of talk is dangerous because I'm pretty sure that those players wanted a more un- uh, more united front to come out to the media instead of somebody's feelings getting hurt because LeBron yelled at them for 15 minutes. So then another thing, keep that same energy because the shit that Jordan was yelling at his teammates about paled in comparison to black lives and people getting shot in the back. That's mm-hmm. why it's, it's important. But LeBron, he's Yeah. LeBron is trying to motivate a whole league. Jordan was trying to motivate his team. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not a LeBron or Jordan debate at all because this that, that can go on forever. But when it comes to talking about things like this, LeBron has been one of the front runners in trying to get change. One of the, the the most in front of the line athletes that we had to, you know, to to promote change. Now Stephen A. Smith has gone on both sides of the argument for the longest time. And like like we said, that's the problem because, like I said, you're di- you're basically dividing everybody. 
you're, you're dividing us. Yeah, you're, you're you're dividing us. Like it, 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 like you have a platform to help unite us. Why would you divide us, bro? Like why? Matt, your thoughts on Stephen A. I personally didn't really hear his comments, but that, that I guess honestly, when it comes to like, when it comes to like, you know, media such as like Stephen A. or Skip Bayless, mm-hmm. I take some of the things they do at face value because I know it's it's to do what we all do in a sense, and it's to spark debate, spark mm-hmm. comments, get clicks, or get attention. So I mean, I don't I take it at face value. Uh when he does the messy shit, you know, it, like, again, that's what that's for. But when it comes to him and, 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 and I guess tap dancing, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I literally just take some of the things he say at face value. It is what it is. I, it, it's not, it don't shake or break me. I have my own views to the situation as it is when it comes to LeBron and how he deals with the league. And mm-hmm. we all say the same thing when we talk about LeBron or what we would talk about, Jordan. The difference between the two is 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 mind blowing. Like Dre said, Jordan cared only about the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. LeBron cares about the whole league and making the league a better league than when he when than what it was when he came in. Right. So the respect that I have for LeBron is through the roof. That's a yeah. that, that is a great black man and. And everything that he inspires and everything that he does as a person for his community, for his, for, for when I mean his community, I'm talking about the black community. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the sports community in general, the, the, the athletes and entertainment. Like yeah. he cares, he genuinely cares and he, and, and he does the most, he goes above and beyond. So I can't, mm-hmm. I, I can't have a bad thought when it comes to LeBron and that's just that. So, I mean, take it for face value. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, um, again, players or athletes sticking up for, you know, for us and social issues been going on for quite some time. We go back to Bill Russell and 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 um, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown. Well, they all had that meeting and everything like that. It was, you know, it's crazy and to see that the same stuff that's going on back then. It's still going on now, and um, the fact that people have a problem with athletes st- standing up and, and talking about it—that's kind of the thing I'm, I'm concerned about. Because for you guys to have an, a problem with athletes standing up—not you, but for people to have a problem with athletes standing up—you're basically being like Laura Ingram. Yes, I'm not going to forget this, bitch, this lady's name. Um. Um. You're not going to tell people to shut up and dribble. You're not going to tell people to shut up and run the ball. You're not going to tell people to shut up and, and hit the ball. You're not going to tell people to shut up and be athletes because these people are, are people the, at the end of the day. like So the fact that some of us are are upset that these players boycotted for, for two or three days and, and saying, oh, well, there wasn't an immediate change, so why did you um, protest? Why the fuck not? <laughs> like, why the fuck not? You have the option to protest and get your voice heard, then then do it. But like, we're not gonna treat athletes like slaves. 
and make nah, them. I think people just rather yeah. us sit sit in the crib and let shit happen to us and let 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 it, let it keep going on to us. We right. not even safe in our own fucking house in our own bed. Yeah, so really, so I mean, like let's let, let's just sit here and not do shit. This is more impactful of than those for those jerseys, Black Lives Matter jerseys and Unity jerseys. This is more impactful than that. Yeah, this sends more of a message than a marketing scheme to me. You can't have Black Lives Matter on your court if you're not willing to do what it takes off the court. Amen. Because if you're just sitting there wishing for change and not doing anything to be a part of it, then I'm not saying you're part of the problem, but you're not helping the solution. Well, then you're part of the problem. True. When you're silent in the face of adversity, you're just as bad, if not worse, than the oppressors. Let's mm-hmm. be real here. Mm-hmm. So, devil's advocate, real quick. Say, I knew nothing. I said, devil's advocate, real quick. Because <laughs> I saw her face. I saw her face. I and know, I'm, I'm, I know, I know. I'm asking, know. but I'm asking. No, I'm asking. This is for, uh, it's a general question. If I know nothing about the topic, right? Not as a black person, not, not just as me, face value. As a black, as just a random person who knows nothing about the topic, how do I find out about the topic, and 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 how do I make my decision in terms of speaking up? Everybody has a damn cell phone these days, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Whether you have an Obama phone, whether you have a a Google phone, whether you have an iPad, whether you have a tablet, you can download Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. You can get on Google and find some resources. But you know the problem is people people use Google in a skewed way mm-hmm. to embolden their ignorance. You get what I'm saying? People have heard that Black Lives Matter doesn't mean it's Antifa. Doesn't mean, and even though mm-hmm. Antifa is not a real eye, uh, Antifa is an ideology. And oh my God. Sorry, somebody. Yeah, it's damn rough riders outside yeah. shooting a video. Andrew, what's Educate up? Educate yourselves. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, you don't need Google to know that racism still exists. Right. When you go for jobs, racism exists. Mm-hmm. When you live in a certain neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, and your and your children in these public schools get decent books because of where they live. Racism and inequality exists. It's at every point that you turn in your life. So to be honest with you, ignorance is just as deadly as violence. Silence is worse than violence. Ignorance is worse than violence because you know what, what it is and you choose not to see it anyway. You choose not to see it anyway because of ignorance. Black Lives Matter... It's not a political issue. You could be apolitical and still believe that black lives matter. Mm-hmm. Black lives should matter. White lives have always mattered. And all lives will never matter until black lives do. But at the end of the day, if you're somebody who does, it's because you don't want to know. Yeah. There's no excuse. You don't want to know. And, and for that, sit the fuck down somewhere. Read a book. Mm. Because ignorance and silence is worse than violence. If I you agree. see with your own two eyes, 
that somebody being shot in the back by police is wrong, you get what I'm saying? Then there's no saving you. There's no Google. There's no nothing. If you can't see it. You don't see nothing wrong with a fucking cop sitting his knee on somebody's neck. There's nothing that can make you. There's nothing there's, I can there's, yeah, or a woman get, there's nothing I could do to change your mind. Right. Or a woman I don't want to hear oh, no I don't want to hear oh he's this. I don't want to hear that. Because in the line of in the line of duty, when you are approaching someone, you are approaching someone with ignorance. You're not approaching someone with their history. Because you don't mm -hmm. know that then. True. So that's your prejudice that's taking over the situation. True. I think um and when we Donna in here. Hey Donna. Hey Donna. Hey, hey we shouts to Donna. Donna's an amazing. Yes, she just, is. Yeah. She's just an amazing she person. Is. Yes, she is. Um I wonder if she watches sport. We got to get her on the show one day. Donna has helped me so many times. She Oof. did me too. Yeah. We, we love we love you, Donna. We, we love, love you. you we love you, Donna. Yes. Yes. We need to get her a jacket too. We Fact. need to get Donna a jacket for sure. I'll um her. But again, shout out to everybody who are, are watching and again who are listening. This is uh, we felt that like even though we did cover um, you know, a little bit of sports, we we felt that it was more important to cover this you know this topic because people are being a uh, we don't want sports to be a distraction. And we don't want to become a distraction and, and try to gloss over everything that's going on. Like, that's not who we are. As a black podcast and part of an all-black network, it would be ignorant of us to not cover this. Like, it, it, that's how I felt. Um, and... I just think with everything that's going on, especially in 2020 in general, everyone needs to rally behind each other. Everybody needs to be more as a unit rather than be, you know, be against each other because, you know, life is life is really, really short, guys. As with, we see. This as, year, as we see. In general. 2020 is, like, is on some next shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like, the wildest, craziest game of, of you can see it. Whatever. You can see it all in our faces. If you're watching on live stream, I know this is it's a recorded podcast, but you can see it in our faces or like yeah. see it on YouTube. It's not a joke. 2020 is 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 winning a fight, boy, and it's like feel like I'm knocked to the ground and got hit by Tyson just now. That's how I feel. As but far I as what it's going to take in 2020 mm -hmm. for people to wake up. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to take. You know? Yeah. Trayvon Martin was killed eight years ago with an Arizona iced tea in a bag mm -hmm. of Beatles. Breonna Taylor was killed in her home in her sleep. George Floyd begged for them not to take his life, and they did anyway. This man was shot in his back seven times. When are when are people gonna wake up? Yeah, we should have been in Washington. We should have been. The yeah. only thing, like I said, I don't want no Rona. All right. 
Okay. Y'all yeah. be thinking about that wrong shit too. Like Let's maybe be that's real the way here too. This in the house. Let's educate ourselves. Stop going on these social medias talking about 5G is causing these disease. Come on, guys. Let's be real here, okay? Yeah. If you're ignorant, it's because you're choosing to be ignorant. And don't spread it to everybody else. An opinion, no matter how much you dress up an opinion, an opinion is never a fact. It's always and forever an opinion. Get it together. Yeah. yeah. This is this is facts. Now, um to backtrack a little bit about um the Bucks being um protesting, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but a few a few Bucks players have been through a lot of uh been um been through some some racist and crazy stuff. Let's start with Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown, um again, um a couple of years ago when he wasn't too much known, um he would park he was parked he parked wrong, right? He ended up with the police sitting on his neck with a knee, knee to the back of his neck for parking wrong. We just saw somebody die earlier this year for a police officer having his knee on his neck for damn near nine minutes. Um, John Henson, uh, former player of the, of the Bucks, got called, the police was called on him for being black, basically. He was shopping in a jewelry store, and a man who's made a couple million dollars in the NBA can't shop in the jewelry store without the police being called on him. Uh, Tabo Cephalosha, there was a situation at the club in NYC, and at the end of everything, the police basically broke his leg. Like, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, how? Wh- I don't understand why is it so hard for, especially when people, especially people who have some type of status, regardless, but that just goes to show, regardless of your status, if your color, if you got a darker skin color, your, your life is going to be a lot harder regardless. Bro. I yeah, was t- the thing is, life is hard for everybody, right? Yes. Life is hard for everyone, but some people have the privilege of skin color not being an indicator of their struggle. Mm. True. It's the truth. It's it's 100% the truth. I was explaining to someone a a little while ago that I have a better chance. I have a smaller chance of getting home after maybe an interaction with the police than that person did because of my skin color. Why is that fair? If you can't understand, if if you can't understand the fact that I'm a target as soon as I, I come out the womb, then, then yeah, you can't understand my struggle. You can never understand my struggle. But, um, I do want to get to some of you guys' personal experiences with um, with everything that's been going on in America, just being black in America, 
Um, we all come from different spectrums. Uh, Tay, I'm going to start with you again. I always, you always start with me. Yeah, I have to. I have to. I have to start with you. No, start with Matt. Better leave her alone before she put a foot in your Falcon punch. Matt, I'll start with you. What um your experiences of just being black a black man in America? Um, honestly, because I fit all types of stereotypes. Apparently, you know, black kid. Wear urban outfits, do rags, braids, all that. I'm always, I'm always stopped. Whether mm-hmm. it's me driving a, a good car and I get pulled over and it's like, oh, whose car is this? It's mine, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, I give you one story in particular and, and I might have been like in a really, really bad place when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually happened like a couple months ago, you know, when I went to Georgia for my mom's thing. And um, we was just me, my sister, and my brother. We was um, we was crossing the street, and my my little brother might have lagged a little bit behind us, and mm-hmm. um, and a car was speeding, and he like he stopped drastically because he saw my he saw my brother. So you know the normal natural thing is my sister be like, "Yo, watch where you going." So the 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 guy in the car goes, hands up. Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. It took everything in me not to go to jail right then and there. But it just shows that some people view our lives as a joke. Like the 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 feelings, the emotions, the, the everyday life and struggle that we all go through. It's uh, it, it it's a joke to some people, and it's not it's not a good feeling to know that people literally don't give a fuck whether you die or live. They don't care what you got going on. It it hurts, and um, my earliest experiences to all of this is the age of fourteen. So I mean, here I am, thirty one years, thirty one years of age, and. Ain't nothing's changed since I was fourteen. It's not a you good know. film. It's not. And what is it like with you have two daughters and a son having to raise your children and explain to your children what's going on, especially your um your twelve year old, your son. Well he's kinda at the stage where he's just like playing video games all day, so he's not really outside as much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more or less a conversation that me and my wife have a lot of, because um, she thinks I'm hard on him, but more or less, I'm I'm being this way to him, mm-hmm. not because, you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the man thing to do. We got to toughen him up. No, I'm doing this to him because he has to learn restraint, he has to learn when to say when. And he has to understand that outside of this household, nobody's going to have you like your family's going to have you. But you see the sad part about it is only black children have to feel like that. I know. They're not allowed to be children. And I'm not going to tell you how to parent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I hear that from so many young men. 
of color that, you know, my dad had to be tough on me because life is, you know, life's going to tap that ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's, it's sad that you have to feel like you have to be tough on your boys because of that. You want to know something crazy? I feel like I got to be tough on my, on my girls, too, because it's just as hard as it is to be a black man in this country and in this world. It's even worse to be a black woman in this in this world. And I have two beautiful little girls, and it's like I want to just spoil them. I want to just you know be you know you know girl dad. You know you have to. I I, I do. I, it's like I'm in the middle with it. There's times where it's like I'm, I it's it's times where I feel like I I gotta I gotta be a little hard on them because then. They can't depend on nobody. They're not going to be able to Let me tell you why. My my parents thought the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't allow us to feel vulnerable in ourselves and in our blackness if we feel like we have to have our guard up at every turn. And it starts at home. Yeah. It starts at home. This is true. This is true. Um... Tay, your experience. Well, to quote Malcolm X, right? Mm-hmm. The most disrespected woman person in America is a black woman. The most unprotected person in America is a black woman. The most neglected person in the black in America is a black woman, right? That sums up my experience, right? Mm-hmm. Black women are the most educated group in America. Yet we are paid much less. Yet you know, we are always the ones on the front line of these causes, you know? And we are treated as if we are still the poster child of the welfare case. And that's not even the case. So me being black, I never felt that being black in America or being black was a detriment. I always found it to be a privilege. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I grew up with very Afrocentric parents who taught me about slavery very young, who taught me about systemic racism very young. You know, I've, I've experienced my first instance of racism at seven years old. And I knew that I had to work twice as hard to get half as much. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Had I been any other demographic, I'd be a millionaire given my pedigree, given my education, given my work experience. You know, for those of you who don't know, I have two master's degrees, one from NYU, one from Brooklyn College, and I have a graduate executive certificate from Columbia University, right? You would never know that. You know, I've worked on some of the biggest global campaigns in the world, biggest global campaigns ever, you know? And I still have had to change my name on resumes I still have had to hear little passive aggressive racist comments. You know, you're cute for a black girl. You know, your hair is nice for a black girl because, you know, I have a little mixtures. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Oh, you're cute for a big girl. You're cute for this. You know, you only say that to black women. You know? And the same energy we want to say towards the NBA, we got to keep that energy for the WNBA. Because they've been leading the charge for years. Next. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. as a, I find being a black woman 
as a privilege as much as a challenge because I felt like God made me this way because I was strong enough to carry it. And then the the burden stops with me. And I'm going to ensure that anybody who comes up under me isn't going to feel the way that I've felt in my life because of my race. You get what I'm saying? And feel, yeah. And I feel that, you know, at, like Matt, I have a daughter. I know. You know, I have a 12 year old who, mm-hmm. you know, I tried to keep her, her childhood as much as a childhood as I possibly can. I want her to, I don't want her to grow up too fast for a world that doesn't love her. That's, yeah. the, that's the hardest thing. You get what I'm saying? My daughter, as you guys may know, my daughter is lighter than me. So she might not face the same, you know, skin issues. But underneath it all, she's still a black woman. Her mother's a strong black woman. Facts. And And that's what I... I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's what I actually... No, I didn't. (laughs) But I, I... but I'm I'm definitely gonna let you finish. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll ask you because I I still have it fresh in my head. I still have it fresh in my head. But I feel that it's difficult. There's been times where I've had decent experiences with police, and there was one time that the police banged on my door and threatened to take my food stamps away. And I never had food stamps or Medicaid or anything in my life. There's nothing wrong with food stamps. I'm just saying. I'm just seeing me in, in particular. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm waiting for my pandemic EBT, okay? But like, negative food. I never had. I don't know what made them think because I'm from Brownsville that they could speak to me that way. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. I love my ever loving mind. <laughs> but you, yeah, didn't, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't hit them, did you? Because you know, almost yeah. the whole precinct was outside my door. Because <laughs> I carried on. Oh, I thought it's you said you carried. One. I was about to say, oh, yeah. yeah. And if I had to show them my degrees, <laughs> like, this is how you talk to me? You don't mm. know me. I said I got more education than your captain. Mm. Well, that's something crazy. I was driving in a car and got pulled over. You know, I'm, I'm normally me, scared as hell. Like, my hands is right here. Mm. To lean on, on the side, go, fuck are you stopping us for? <laughs> like, I was like, would you, <laughs> would you? What are you doing? What is he stopping us for? I don't know. Well, why are you stopping us? And I'm like, would you stop when we both get shot in this car? What do you like? The kids? What are you doing? I'm like this. She's talking mad shit, and the cop just let us go. I'm like, oh, because we're we're supposed to be fit, <clears throat> but no one's there to help us to catch us when we fall. Yeah, mm. yeah. I ain't gonna. I thought I was gonna die that day. Yeah, Dre, what question you have for me? I was uh, about your daughter. Um because yeah. well, you, uh, you actually answered I you may have answered the question, but as your daughter being a, a lighter tone, you just said she's not gonna go through the same she may not go through the same thing. She already things. doesn't go through the same experience yeah. that I have. You know, so, she she's already like too too white for whites, too black mm-hmm. for blacks, too, you know, too white for blacks. Too black for whites, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But like, keep his pet, mm-hmm. you know, good girl, smart girl, smarter than me, and that's saying something. <laughs> that's so, saying something. 
you know? And then black parents, you know, we have this bad thing and I'm gonna send you the video. Mm -hmm. Somebody compliment our kids mm -hmm. because of slavery, right? We still say, oh, he all right, she all right, she bad, take her. Other nationalities don't talk about their kids like that. And it's we don't want our children to be taken away from us or anybody to oogle at our kids. So we, we don't say publicly, you know, this is the best part of my life. We say, oh, she bad as fuck. Oh, she's this. Oh, she's that. I'm going to show you a really insightful video about that, but that's after. That's for after. But yeah, my okay. daughter's not going to have the same experiences that I have had, but mm -hmm. I made sure from a very young age, she understood that she is black. She is to be proud to be black. Mm -hmm. And because she is black, you know what I'm saying? She is not going to feel any different. She went to a school where she was like the only black girl in her class. Mm. And I had to make sure that she didn't feel any way behind that. Yeah, that's like like y'all children. Like I said, I don't have children, um, but I salute you guys for the way you guys raise your children, especially in a time like this. Yeah, because like I said, when we grew up, it it was kind of shitty, but this is taking a cake, <laughs> like, and it's just. It's crazy what the kid, the the generations after us, will have to potentially go through because of, you know, just li not life being fair, but the odds being stacked against us from from the beginning, from the beginning to the part in the Constitution where 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 basically um, when it comes to us voting. Our vote counts as one eighth, some something along those lines. Like, huh? <laughs> so, nigga, it's a lot to 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 deal with, and and for me to my experience of being a black man in 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 the world, um, and when it comes to to police and everything like that, I'm, it's two sides of the spectrum for me because I have family that's in the force that I know that are amazing people. I've also met amazing police officers. I'm friends with a lot of police officers. But I also have had in instances that are not so friendly with the police officers. Uh, I, I give you one, which I'll give you a few of them, actually. My first one, um, one of the ones that stand out to me, I was on a train going to work, and this this one I used to work for JetBlue. I used to have to be at work for 3, 3.30, right? Um, I was on the train. My bag was sitting next to me. My bag was sitting next to me. Across from me, there was a white man with a bag, and his legs sat up on the train, right? We get to Rockaway. Parkway, because I was on the A. We the Rockaway. Um, it's about to turn into uh, to go towards Howard Beach. The train stops for a little bit, and there's a bunch of police officers on the platform. So instantly, I'm already on like high alert because I'm like, oh, there's too many police officers here. Um, he comes onto the train, and he's like, "Yo, you get off the train." I'm like, "Who's he talking to?" And he's pointing like, "You, you get off the train." I'm like, why I have to get off the train? Oh, 
please get off the train for make you get off the train. Okay. <laughs> I get off the train. I ask them, why did you pull me off the train again? Here's my ID and all this stuff. Well, you're not supposed to have your bag on the chair next to you. You're not supposed to because that's for people. And I look, I, I looked on the train. I'm like, this train is empty. It's only but six of us in this car. And you're pulling me out. You're pulling me off the train. And the guy in front of me is asleep with bags and shit on the, across the um the way from me. He didn't have an answer. He didn't have an excuse. Bro gave me a ticket basically for, for being black sitting on the train. Shit, I got a story for the 77 precinct, the 69th precinct, the 79th like, precinct. I, I got picked so one time me and my me and my boy Kwani, my boy um Dante, uh who just came in. It's funny because I'm telling the story now because he he's in this story. Me, my boy, uh Kwani, Dante, which is named Dequan and um his other brother Trey. We were walking at night to go get some milk for my grandmother. There was um, an incident around the area with the police where somebody said people were stealing shoes and shit. That there was a factory around, which there's no factory around where I live at. I'm walking around to get milk. We're just having a good time singing, chilling. And they stop us. Hey, um, there was a robbery in the area. You guys fit the description. How do I fit the description? Oh, the, um, four African American men, four to uh, four to six African American or Hispanic men. Okay, yes, we were singing Cupid Love. Yes, <laughs> uh, so we're walking, and and he stops me. I'm like, he's like, what song is some... Cupid Love? Huh? What song is that? <laughs> I'll I'll send it to you guys after. Um. So I have my basketball sneakers on. My mother just bought me these basketball sneakers. We're walking, and he's like, "Oh, there's some good, there's some nice basketball sneakers you have on." Um, where did you get them? I'm like, "My mother bought them for me." He was like, "Yes, your mother bought them from you." Yeah. He looks at his guys, cuff them. What? <laughs> Why are you arresting? Why are you detaining us? Oh, you got fit description. Blah 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 blah. It it. Like, it was crazy, and I think I almost got uh, the police almost pulled out his gun on me because I I think I was, I like I kept asking why are you pulling us over? Why are you pulling us over? Why are you, why are you putting us in the truck? We didn't do anything, and then one of us was like, "Yo, there's only four of us. These motherfuckers go and pick up two Spanish guys who were closing their store, closing their sneaker store." And Not arrested insane. them. That's and insane. put the, put them in a wagon with us. That's and then, insane. which is crazier, they put us in the cell. <laughs> they put us um, in a cell with the handcuffs on. There was two other people in the cell with no handcuffs on. So six of us in the cell with, 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 with handcuffs on. And the other two people don't. And one of the guys has a sidekick. Here's how you know the police were just putting people away. This motherfucker had a sidekick in his pocket, was texting on his sidekick from the fucking cell. I can't make this shit up. 
Hey. At least you have people in the holding cell with you. I'm always in there by myself. I don't understand how that happens. You ever been in a place by yourself for like seven hours? Mm. Nobody to talk to? Boy, I ha- yeah. I hate doing push-ups and sit-ups. I damn sure was doing it that day. <laughs> oh, man. It's a, it's a lot. I mean, like, in terms of job-wise, too, I believe there was a company who I, how, who I will not name. Um, I went to apply for, and I remember not getting the job because I didn't have, quote-unquote, enough experience when I've had four years of, of experience of it already. And the person next to me got the job on the spot. White person. See, I'm trying to nigga all this stuff. I got, I got, I got, a, I got arrested for attempt for armed robbery. I didn't mm-hmm. do. I had a basketball. I was playing basketball. A fucking Fordham. Got mm-hmm. home late because Fordham is in the fucking Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> so got home late. Got arrested for armed robbery. Um, I got arrested for assault that had nothing to do with me. The guy that mm-hmm. they was actually looking for was actually six feet in change. And just had it, just I ironically just had a tan hoodie, so I fit the description because I had a tan hoodie. Yeah, I got arrested for that. Uh, I got arrested for I got arrested for being 23 years old and and um, somebody hopping the train, and the dude thought it was me. Now I'm sleeping on the train because I'm just getting off of work. Mm-hmm. Don't do that, by the way. Don't ever fall asleep on the train. It's not good because shit happens to you. Definitely but yeah, not. yeah, got arrested, pulled off the fucking train, and they mm-hmm. said that you were jumping carts. I said, one, I didn't even know you can get arrested for that. That's one. I never knew you can get. Right. I never, I never knew you can get arrested for that. I got arrested for that. Uh, mm-hmm. I also got arrested for stealing, which I didn't steal. You would swear with all the stuff that I actually really do, I never got caught, but I get caught for shit that I don't do. Stop snitching on yourself. Look, I'm 31 years old. I'm not a teenager anymore. You cannot get me for that shit. I'm just saying. It is what it is. But, and I will never say to people that, never mind, too, talk too much. That's it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say bruh, that. Yeah, yeah. Bruh, bruh. I, I'm well, stop, stop, stop. I used to be wilding when I was younger. I and really bad in high school. You have no idea. That was I was terrible, but my my school uniform always saved me. All right, man. we ain't had no school uniforms. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot you went to Nazareth. I went to Nazareth, then I, I left Nazareth, not on my own, and then I went to. Uh, my parents sent me to school in uh, Bay Ridge, mm-hmm. and then um, I graduated from Bishop Ford. But the Catholic school uniform always saved me because you know they figured I was one of the good ones. <laughs> so, you know. I got, I got picked up on my way to on my way to school one time, on my way to high school. The paddy wagon is sitting dead ass in front of the, the school, and they're like, "Oh, you're late." My first class ain't till nine o'clock. What are you talking about? I'm late. Ah, you're late. Get in. No, I'm not getting in nowhere. So. They was like, if you better get in, or we're gonna make you get in. Of course, I'm like, y'all might just have to make me get in because I'm y'all. I'm right in front of the school. 
<laughs> nah, nah. And that, that was a whole big thing. And I, you talking I about Trudacy? Yeah. <laughs> you remind me of my, you remind me of my homegirl. We was walking, and she was like, they stopped, and they was they was trying to catch her. Mm-hmm. She's like. It's like get in the car. Said my mom. My mom always told me not to talk straight. <laughs> 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 he took the fuck off. That's funny. That, that is funny. You know, I was that kid. I used to fight like hell, but I never <laughs> cut school. None of that shit. I wasn't playing. Like my parents were paying a lot of money for school, so I couldn't cut school like that. So it was like, yeah. you know. But I was a fighting bitch. Used to carry um razor blades in my mouth. You did say this. You did. You did say this. You know, but I just feel like we lived in. The, our parents pre- prepared us for a world that doesn't even exist anymore. I've said that before. Like you're preparing us for a world that doesn't exist and not the current world because they don't know know how to navigate through the current current climate right. either. I mean, a lot of our parents were the first generation post civil rights. Right. So they were trying to find their identity at a time where like the 70s and 80s that, you know, people were still, you know, couldn't mm-hmm. go into Canarsie. You would chase that. My mom always tells me about the times where she was chased out of Canarsie, the neighborhood with back. Yeah. yeah. And that was in the 70s. I've seen that happen in the 2000s where Jewish people were chasing black people out of their side of Crown Heights with bats. Mm-hmm. I, I, I We saw it on the news at one point in time. They killed a young man, a young black guy with, with bats being in the neighborhood, wrong place, wrong time, which is not, not excusing nobody. It's not a wrong place, wrong time because we all live in the same area. But damn, bro, like, come on. <laughs> And I, I think that unity is re- really important. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't like to, you know, when I talk about being pro-black, I am never anti-white, anti-Hispanic, anti-anything. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have anything to do with other races because I embrace and accept all. Right. It's just that I wish that that same privilege was extended to me and mine. Yeah. I agree. I wonder where Matt went. I know. Because I want to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to uh, say. My bad. My bad. There, there we go. know how that go. Yes. But, um, you yeah, know, as we do wrap wrap this up, um, this was a very, very, very fun. Well, you know, the topic isn't the most fun to talk about, but this was very uh, still a fun episode for me. Not a lot of you. Um, and I encourage... Other, like I said, I can't tell everybody what to do with their money, but I do encourage other shows, other black podcasts, other black shows to talk about the issues that's going on. And shout out to Brett Savage, man. I, I really yes. enjoyed your comments, and um, thank you for being a really good ally. And I have one last thing to say. Um, arrest the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor. Yes, word. Yes, definitely. Arrest the cops that that murdered Breonna Taylor. Shit, arrest the cops that that shot Jacob Blake seven times in his back. No How reason. They still leave got a job. That's the stupid shit. I don't understand. Then they heard it, man. We don't want to talk about it. Yeah, um, princess. Say hi. 
Hello to one. She grumpy. <laughs> but um, yeah. Shouts to the uh, shouts to everybody who's been in the comments rocking out with us. Um, yeah. In order for change to happen, we have to be part of it, and we have to push it. We have to continue pushing it because change doesn't happen by sitting on the sidelines just watching mm-hmm. at all. So yeah, shout out to our parents who did the best they could in a world that didn't give a right. shit about. <laughs> oh man, bro, man! Whoa, you think, when you really think about that, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, damn, like right. And 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 a lot of the stuff uh, I can only imagine the stuff that my parents went through that they probably haven't told me. Just in general, oh, I've heard like, stories. Like, like, especially my dad. I've heard stories. Yeah, um, about my father too, and we and him share share the same name. So, which is even crazy. <laughs> same here. Same here. So, it's 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 a lot. Um, but again, shout outs to the Job Tits Network. Um, Izzy. all of the shows. What's up, Izzy? Shout outs to Izzy who runs the Twitter. He's been doing a great job running the Job Tits Twitter. I swear to God, like like he's been doing an amazing job. So, shout outs to him. Um. And black people, stop thinking that the big sky daddy gonna save you from everything. You know what I'm saying? It's time to get <laughs> the up. Big that. sky daddy. <laughs> God, yeah, that's, that's funny. That's so cute. funny. That I, I haven't, cute. I haven't heard, I haven't heard that saying in in a little while though. Actually, somebody saying sky daddy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here because people want to turn on the air conditioner and why I am. Recording. So, for no, I'm fasting. I need to break my fast. So. Okay, do your thing. So, for BK, BK Matt, fasting. What? We'll talk for, later. We'll talk, we'll talk later. For Queen Tay, it is your boy Big Baby signing off. Peace.